Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. This week marks the 30th anniversary of me getting my SAG card. And throughout my entire career, so many people have been asking me questions about being an actor. Today, I'm going to answer them. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. Roxy. Roxy. Oh, I had no idea what you were doing. I know. I'm so, I was like, oh, I was going to have it ready. Well, I, all of a sudden you're going through your wallet and I'm, I'm thinking, going through what my does wallet. he have what to is pay he for? Do, what's he doing now? What is happening? What is he doing? There you go. For our iTunes listeners, Sean Whalen is holding his SAG AFTRA card. What does it say right there? Hold on. Roxy, what does it say right there? Los Angeles. No member. Oh, member since. 1989. Remember wow. since 1989, 30 years ago, I have a big... Right where b- your finger was covering Yeah, of the- course. <laughs> of course, me and you. If we, we can't do it verbally, we can't do it visually. Los Angeles yeah. was not what you were looking no, for? No, no. It's a city. Uh, so I have a big birthday coming up, but I'm more proud of this because, you know, one is literally just trying not to die. That's a celebration of that. And the other is, you know, I took a risk and jumped on a plane and tried something hard. Side note, is that how you think of birthdays? No, no. I'm just, just minimizing just it. No, no, I'm just, die. of course not. It's a I celebration love them. of being yeah, born. Yeah. yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm spinning it negatively to make this sound better. Well, I actually think that it is a way bigger deal than any birthday because it's an accomplishment right. uh, as opposed to something that your mom did, which is yeah. push you out. Yes, so, exactly. Or if you're a C-section baby, pull you out. Right. But I, <laughs> I think that with... <laughs> 30 years. You have to make sure everybody feels mm, like yeah, part of it. Yeah, that's like true. It's part I, of well, it. I was being inclusive. I was. I'm I was just going to say, you're a millennial. 2019. And I didn't want to offend anybody, anybody that was pulled out instead that was of pushed out. out and you're all valued. Are we to believe that I'm not born because I wasn't pushed out? Right. You're I'm, stopping that I'm, from happening. Exactly. You're I understand. absolutely stopping But that. I think it's really an unbelievable accomplishment that you've been a SAG after, uh, after actor for mm-hmm. 30 years. And I can't even imagine how many people have come up to you in that time and asked you all of the random questions. All of the crazy questions. How'd you do it? Do you like it? Yeah. What are the steps? What, or, uh, what is the most amazing thing you've done? What is why the didn't worst? you spit out the milk or spit out the peanut butter? That why was didn't one you spit a, out the peanut for butter? For a decade, that was the questions. There was one guy that was, you know, he got in my face and goes, why wouldn't you spit it out? Why, you would make so much money. You, you would have you won. Everything in your life that you were leading up to that would have been justified if you just spit it out. And I was like... I'm acting. It's a joke. So it's for anybody who doesn't know, we're talking about that talking Got about Milk the commercial. Got Milk commercial. You can see it on YouTube. It's uh, Aaron Burr 
got milk, you can put it in and you'll see what I'm talking about. But you have made one very large mistake in the past 30 years, Sean. It actually happened today. Which is? And so I want to let you know that probably the biggest mistake of your career so far is is saying, Roxy, you can ask the questions in this episode because I have been gathering. I have have gone to the depths of the seas to get questions for you. I am not giving you the softballs today. You're not giving me the softballs today. No. And so let's see if today's the day that gets Sean Whalen. That gets me. That gets me. So uh, as you know who I'm talking with right here is my fantastic co-host, Roxy Stryer, a.k.a. Ms. Phenomenal. And in the booth, we have our fantastic producer, Mr. Funtabulous. Yes, I'm here, and I'm excited. Sean, I'm excited to uh, kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Get Ooh, into your brain. my. It's the weirdest way to say that I'm excited to hear you <laughs> ask some answer some questions. No, no, I, 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 I've uh, looked at some of the questions that we gathered on Facebook today. Some really, some really interesting ones, some really good ones. And uh, I'll be able to answer some as I talk about. I'm going to actually just talk about the beginning because some of the questions have been, how did you get into it? Why did you get into it? Um, but before we do that, um, I'm going to talk about my week. So last week, um, I did an episode. I know these are all evergreen and separate, but if you heard the one with me, myself, and Mindy Sterling, who I was did my mentor. I did, in fact, mentor, hear it, by the way. I adore her. Uh, Mr. Funtabulous, was it not awesome? Wow, too quiet for that too quiet question. Too quiet for that one. No, no, no. He's probably very busy. He with thinks it was else. not I awesome. Know. I I listened to it, Sean, and I thought it was excellent. Did you like it? Oh my gosh, I I loved it because not only did we get to hear a little bit more about her, and I've been a fan for a very long time, as I told you, Austin Powers yes. was like my favorite franchise coming up. Yes, but also I got to hear her take on something that I'm really interested in, which is improv. Improv. So it was cool how you were able to do that. I definitely recommend going back and listening to that episode if either you're a fan of her or not, even necessarily, but just love improv because you guys gave really great uh, feedback on how to get involved and why improv is important yeah. in, in your acting well, career. accolades to you. She was my mentor get, getting me into comedy. And then when the podcast was over, she said, you're so good. You're so good. And I said, that's Roxy. She and then, was willing to help me and sh- shape me and help me learn how to do this properly. Well, you're welcome, Sean. You've helped me a lot, too. And uh, especially afterwards when you guys sent me that l- unbelievable <laughs> message. It's so funny because it was improvised. I had no idea what she was going to do. We're talking about a little shout out that Mindy filmed for Roxy. It was really funny and did a completely different spin. Um, it was so good. <laughs> I watched it 70 times. And, and all of a sudden I'm watching it, watching it 70 times. And then I go about the rest of my day and I said, wow, I didn't even respond. I oh said my God, how I funny. I had just been watching it. I was laughing. I know because and- I, I was going to text you like later and say, hey, did that come through? Was there something wrong with your phone? All I kept doing was watching it. And then That's all of a sudden so I was like, what a jerk. I yeah. said nothing. <laughs> I'm just sitting there laughing. I showed my sister. So great. I'm like, oh my God. You know, I can yeah. relate to this though. Sometimes if a text is so good, you need yeah. to craft the right response. Mm-hmm. So you want to give it the care and thought it deserves and then you end up not doing it. I've done that before. It was so bizarre yeah. though. Mr. Fontanabas, <laughs> she wasn't crafting a response. Don't try to save her. I know you're being politically correct. No, she, she, was, she was taken by it. 
She wasn't crafting crafting a response. I she was, was not just crafting a response. she was not crafting. I was, she I was, was just so like ha- she was giddy. She was giddy. She was <laughs> I really was. It was she great. was very giddy. So that was the beginning of the week since then. And then just this week, um, I didn't have any auditions. And is that rare for you, Sean? Uh, that's that can be rare. Usually, I have one or two a week at this point in my career, but they're decent they're all year decent. round. Yeah, I mean, but there's waves. There's never a consistency. There's seasons. We just finished pilot season. We just finished the episodics of networks and the big show. So there's seasons, and it's not weird to have a lull. Mindy and I were talking about that. A little bit of a lull right now. No big deal. But the hustle never ends. Again, my goal is to get Jenna Fisher in here. Um, she's done other acting shows talking about her Do you her know book. her? I don't. Okay. But I, I'd love to get her in here because I've been listening to her book. I told you I was I think like, we can do. I mean, you mention her book every single I do. show. Well, now I do because I just believe, guys, you should just have it as a handbook. I take things, break them down a little bit. We expand on them. I have a different take than her on a lot of different things. So this really, and they work well together. Um, but, but... In her book, she says something, listen, you have to hustle when you get here, you have to hustle when you get the work, you have to hustle when you get a big series for nine years, and you have to hustle after that series is over. And this is someone who is a star in a TV show, and you think, oh, she's set. Never. Never. So even though I didn't have auditions, I hustled. And what does that mean? This week for me, I thought of Danny Franzese, I saw online i saw my friend katie molinaro very talented comic actress stand-up comedian has a youtube show called drive through um drive through talk show you go to a fast food drive it drive through and you sit in her car and eat the fast food drive through and talk to her a little bit so it's like comedians in cars getting coffee kind of but it's we're not really but we're just sitting in the car eating the fast food that's it and we're talking about the food that's the funnest thing we don't plug ourselves we don't talk about it's just our take on the food itself so it's a little it's a really fun spin i i I recommend it highly but i shot that today i texted her she said yes and I shot it today, and I'm in such pain. So much KFC. Well, KFC. Oh, KFC. Tons of spicy KFC. She's, like, into this whole spicy fried chicken thing. It's a big thing now. Um, and I we just ate a ton, and I'm, I'm suffering. I have How many pieces are we talking? I mean, it's not about the... We had a, a chicken sandwich. It, you were going to say it's not about the amount, okay, but Okay, I know, Sean, I know. Chicken... Okay, is. chicken... Spicy chicken sandwich. Chicken and waffles. Um tender spicy tenders fr- uh, potato wedges mashed potatoes coleslaw oh large lemonade but sean be honest large lemonade did this prep you for a future role possibly possibly we don't know it could it's all be. about life experience yes guys. i'm putting life experience in me so i can <laughs> play a heart attack victim oh, that's what i'm that's what i'm going for also, I saw on Facebook, I was going through Facebook, an old high school friend has started a consulting firm, uh, team building in business. And I Facebooked him and said, hey, or messaged him and said, listen, have you ever used improv for team building? And he said, you know, I did it a couple of times. I loved it. It would be amazing to work with someone like you. Today I signed the contract and I'm going to be part of doing, you know, he's going to farm me out in case a business wants to do improv. He'll fly me in and I'll get to do improv, uh, run some improv programs and team building exercises at businesses. That's so fun. Yeah. 
And uh, my friend, Felissa Rose, who I've spoken about several times, she's very big in independent horror. She was Angela in the movie Sleepaway Camp um, and has gone to conventions and stuff. I met with her a couple times. I wanted to up my going out to conventions again. It had slowed down a little bit. Reached out to her. She introduced me to her manager. I met her manager. We have now, and I secured a new convention for this summer. And it's really Can interesting. Can you say which one it is? Uh, Not yet. Yes, Dark Fest. It is Dark Fest in Cleveland. And so that is going to be at the end of June. But what's fun about it is she's like, this woman's a fun partier. She doesn't know that Felicia and I have fun and party. So it's almost like an audition. Uh, convention where this manager, if she sees how fun I am, how outgoing with the fans I am, uh, then she'll book me for more and say, oh, well, I want him along with me. Cool. So even now, after 30 years, I say, oh, well, I have to learn something brand new and start with humility to learn how to do podcasts. I have to learn with humility to reach out because who knows, uh, Katie's fast food podcast could... Have someone seen me and say, oh, he's really funny. We could use him on ba-da-da-da. And, you know, go on another con, you know, get a new manager, try to impress her so she can hire me for new stuff. There's no ego about it. You're always, always just trying to get work. That's what you have to do. And that's what kind of kept me in the game for 30 years. I love that, Sean. So that's really part of it. Before we go on to talking about my earlier life and answering your questions, uh, Roxy's going to talk to us a little bit about After Buzz. Actually, this is the perfect time to tell them because of today's episode where we're yes. taking all of these questions. Yes. That's exactly why we would love for you guys to go comment on iTunes and on YouTube. All oh, the inspirational music. I was, music I was every really, time. I was, I was, I was getting it. scared I was, for you. I thought that I was he was going to bring it in. Right. I but was then scared he did. for you. And then he here did. it is. I should never doubt never him. Doubt, never doubt. Never doubt Mr. Fantabulous. So He's always there for us. exact reasons like today, because we're we're going to do more episodes like this where we take questions or even segments of episodes. We would love to hear what do you got? What do yes. you want to know from Sean? He has been an actor for 30 years, a SAG actor for that long. Excuse me. I don't want to take yes. your big title away from you. Right. So if you like, you comment, you subscribe. That helps this show grow. It also helps us get informed on what it is you want us to even be talking about. And it gives us a big chance to give you a shout out on air like we're going to do today with so many people yes. who commented all over the place. So we really, really appreciate it. And it means a lot to us. And actually, Sean just deserves it because 30 years an actor, <laughs> am I right? Thank you. Thank you. And I love After Buzz here. And I love the mood lighting. I want to keep talking lighting, about it so yeah. the music keeps playing. I know. Let's just keep I know. telling we them. We could just so do subscribe that. We could do that. Just and subscribe. Sub- yeah. And, and also subscribe. subscribe. And thumbs up. But now we're giving them extra time. Like, if you haven't done it by this point, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? What are you Jump on there. there. <laughs> no excuses. <laughs> that's no, that's no way to hustle. That's so true. So no you way to Sean hustle. Sean, talk about grinding, and you guys can't even go and comment. I mean... Yeah, come on. So first we, like, just asked nicely, and then we tried to peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that All tactic? the different approaches, and that's just like doing a scene, because in life, we all want something from a situation so you might beg at first then you might coerce then you might demand you know what i mean yeah. and that's what we do in life mm, you see what i mean i do so there's an acting lesson in uh roxy's love for the theme music yeah that's true that's kind of that's, just that, like that's in the, your the kfc and in that's mine. the takeaway all, yeah there are always full takeaways a lot Sean. of takeaways so here's the fallacy i've been a sag actor for 30 years but i've been an actor for 50 
if you want to count like the first time I really performed. I was in the womb. No, I'm 55. Oh my god! So I was five years old in my kindergarten class. Oh my god! All right, I'm forgetting her name, but that's okay. Mrs. Mrs. Gerstein. I made her a Jew. Yeah, she's Mr. (laughs) Mr. Gerstein. Uh, No, we had a little pretend circus, and I remember this because my girlfriend Katie Morley. Um, was one of the hot tightrope walkers. And what the tightrope walker was was just a thin piece of wood on the floor, and they just walked across in tutus over and over, and that was the high wire person. I mean, she killed it, though. She killed it. Don't take that away from her, Sean. I'm not. But then, uh, you know, thought I'd be a clown, but then I got to do the strong man. And the strong man was two pieces of, two pieces of black cardboard on a long stick, and me pantomiming that it was super heavy like that was my that was my first did your family come see it uh, my mom was uh there and we got a i got a killer response i was very committed it was it was heavy i sold that illusion and that was the first time i was like "Ooh, this is this is kind of fun you really remember as a five-year-old thinking i like this oh it was fun yeah, I remember, I remember the room and what it looked like and thinking. And then I remember standing in the back seeing the crowd and seeing the tightrope walkers and them just walking. And I remember, God, I was a snob back then. I was like, at least pretend it's high. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? At least you, do the, like, the... You guys are really killing this illusion. Yeah, I mean, like, they were just on. literally just walking and then slipping off and stuff like that. And I was like, at least pretend that it's high. Like, <clears throat> I will when it's time for me to lift my cardboard circles and uh i liked it but just the tiniest bite of the bug not the full bug um i was also the youngest of four we were talking about this and my brothers and sisters and i thought i spoke of this on the show mr fontavious you gotta let me know if this is familiar or not but uh the i was the youngest of four and they would do kitchen work and i didn't want to clean up the kitchen after dinner so i entertained them While they would clean. Yes. And they wouldn't realize I wasn't cleaning. And that was okay with everybody. They didn't know it was happening. Like the Mindy video, they were giddy. You didn't realize you weren't responding. You were giddy. You're just doing something else. You're doing something else. They were loving it. They were laughing. I could do physical stuff. I would fall down the stairs. I would lean back in my chair and fall over and literally do the backflip out of the chair and just do crazy physical stuff. They loved it, loved it, loved it. Until... They realized one night they left, and I said, hey, where are you guys going? You're not finished. And they go, yeah, we did all our stuff. We just left you some stuff to do, too. And I went, oh, this gig is up. Mm-mm. The gig was up. I, I, they, they figured me out. I was done. So Is it the gig's up? That's up or the jig? No, the jig up? is up. Yeah, the jig is the up. The jig is up. But it was also a gig but for it was you. A it was gig, an it was gig. A, the, the gig. And the jig. The gig and the jig are both were up. up. Yeah. We're up. The, uh, so, so I thought, okay. So in fifth grade, I had the opportunity to direct and star in Rumpelstiltskin. Wow. And you were Rumpelstiltskin? I was Rumpelstiltskin, and I directed it. So, What does a fifth grader directing it look like? Um, You're saying you go here, you yeah, go here? Yeah, you go here, be louder, move over here. But I knew like when the scene was done, we shut the curtain, and you move off stage, and then we have to move in this piece, and you know. Uh, but I did that, and I remember it was a full school assembly, and so I was Rumpelstiltskin, so I had like the little slipper socks, 
and with the long beard. Did you and, have lines that you had to memorize? Oh, yeah. I had to, yeah. I mean, it was the whole thing. And at the very end, I remember running out and to take my curtain call. I was so hyped that it went well. I ran out and I slid on my slipper socks. Risky business style? Risky business style, kind of like, and right when I got to the thing, the school, they were clapping before, but then they erupted when I came out on stage as Rumpelstiltskin, and I was like, oh, this is better than the kitchen. This is way better than the kitchen. Screw the kitchen. Screw the kitchen. Give me a pot. Give me a sponge. I'll do that. But as long as I can do this, and that's, I was like, okay. I really dig this. Oddly enough, in junior high school, I didn't do very much. Um, I did music. Me and my friends actually did music-type stuff. I didn't do as much acting stuff. So me, Drew, Luce, and Jed Parker sang Round, Round, Get Around by the Beach Boys. How many names did you just say? Drew Luce was Uh-oh. one name, and Jed Parker. Okay. So they're, yeah. Drew, Luce, Drew, and Jed. Luce Jed Parker. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah you could. In, no, in today's world, you know, that could be four different names. Oh, your name could definitely be Luce. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, your name could be Luce. If your name can be Apple, your name can be anything. Yes. So um, we sang Round, Round, Get Around by the Did Peach Boys. Did you have Boys. a band name? We didn't. We just sang it in the talent show. Oh, not as cool as my band, Sean. What was your band? Two Chicks. Two Chicks. A little on the nose, but... No, because we spelled it T-O-O, like Limited 2, which was our favorite clothing store at the time. <laughs> limited so, 2. Burn on me. Two chicks. Two Egg chicks. on your face, Sean. I actually believe we might have had a name, but I'm not really sure. So then... You text them. We did... Um, then uh, we did that. I did Elton John singing Pinball Wizard from the movie Tommy in the lunchroom. Are you with singing the all full, this? Yeah. Wow. With the full, I had, we had the little pinball machine and I got the little hat and the big glasses to look just like uh, Elton John did in the movie Tommy. And is your mom that encouraging movie. this? She's saying this yeah, is okay? They're all, yeah, yeah, they're, they're loving board. it. She was the theater nerd herself. She just did community theater. Um, so that was all good. And then the, the highlight, I was just texting my friend Brian Kissel and, I, and we did a short film and I said, what was that plot? And he reminded me. So good. It was a short film. We love this show, the movie Twilight Zone. It's about a soldier who comes back from the war, and he's lonely. He meets a guy. He's a genie. He gives him three wishes. One, I'd like to have a place where I belong. Boom. I'm inside in my recreation room downstairs. We had a little bar area. I'm in a bar. It's in the, you know, in the war, and there's all there's people How there. Old? I was in, we were in seventh grade. Okay. We made this short. And I... Uh, was there, and these people were really nice. And then there was a very cute woman. So my wish was, I'd like her to fall in love with me. And she did. We were happy. Everything was going great. And then, you know, they said, oh, we should go or, some, or, or third you wish. know, m- move on. And I said, oh, my third wish is, I want to stay here forever. And the genie said, are you sure? And he said, yes. So there's an air raid and of course, everybody's running out, and she's like, "Come with me, come with me!" And I try to run out, but leave. I can't leave because I wish to stay in that place forever. It ends with a shot of my bloody hand on the bar sign. Killer Rod Serling, Killer Twilight Zone. Wait, Sean, this Seventh is actually grade. great. It's a really good story. Yeah, I, his text last night was so great. He's like, "You stay." He goes, "You try to leave, you can't." Suck it, Rod Serling. <laughs> yeah, bloody hand on the thing. Suck it, Rod Serling. 
pretty good, right? We should do a remake. I'm telling you. We have to. It's so good, right? He can't leave. He says, I never want to leave there. Wow. And he says, leave there. So it's not like leave her or yeah. leave the city or do you know what I mean? And so he can't leave. And that's why he dies in the air raid. Be careful what you wish for, right? Wow. Pretty good, right? I'm kind of blown Pretty away. good. I want to, I want to, maybe show. I'll, maybe I'll read it for uh, Mr. Fantabulous's screenwriter. I so, love it. Yeah, pretty good, right? Love it. Okay, so that uh, takes me into high school. High school, I'm just going to breeze through, even though I had two of the most amazing teachers. Debbie Ryer, my, uh, my mentor in high school, taught me how to really act. I got a role of uh, Dracula in Dracula's Renfield, the fly eater. I'm like, yeah, I can run around screaming. And uh, she said, no, 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 it's not about that. It's about that he's trapped between Dracula and the people. He wants to warn them, but he's terrified of Dracula. There's so much more going on. And I was like, wow. And so I won the acting award and a scholarship because of that role. Hey-o, hey-o. Hey-o, uh, Mr. Evans, who taught me uh, the musical theater. And I sang in a barbershop quartet. So I was in the shows Bye Bye Birdie. I was in the show uh, Godspell, one of the only the only freshmen in the show. It was only juniors and seniors. I was uh, part of this thing called Rock and Roll Revival. I was in the show Dracula. I directed a Neil Simon play. Which one? Uh, Plaza Suite. Mm. Plaza Suite. And uh, Miss Ryer and Mr. Evans were the best two teachers and encouragers. Uh, that I ever had. It was fantastic. So that brought me up to UCLA, and I've spoken to that on other episodes. So, you know, then I started my career, and I have kind of spoken about the beginning and when I started and groundlings a little bit. So that kind of brings you up to speed of how I got there. So I'm getting a little scared of you, but I'm ready to start answering some questions. All right, I'm going to give you... I'm going to start easy here. We're going to start easy because you were talking about conventions for your Sean's week, so I yes. figured I'd throw oh, and Don't you... forget to mention their name. I said uh, that I would. Of course I would. Of course you would. Uh, so this one's about conventions. Okay. Again, softballs to start. Got from it. Patrick Rahal. He says, you do a lot of conventions and have made numerous appearances and folks spend their money to meet you if you could attend a convention as a fan who would you stand in line to meet and give your money to? It's going to okay. be anyone ever, not necessarily contemporary folks. Okay. Just learn a little more about you, Sean. Okay. So uh, I think I actually responded to him and said, hey, does it have to be an actor? Does it have to be nope. an actor? And he said, no. So when I first heard it, who, you know, he is an actor, he is, but he's obviously more of a musician. It would be, I think it would be David Bowie. But when I thought it might be an actor, then I thought, listen, I want to, if I had anyone to talk to who I had a chance to talk to and kind of just get their aura and presence, it would be Gene Wilder. Because he's been such a big part of your career? Because he's been, he, me and Brian Kissel, who wrote that uh, Seventh grade. fantastic film, went and saw uh, Blazing Saddles and just were blown away. By him, Young Frankenstein. I mean, just incredible, incredible. He then you see him in Bonnie and Clyde. So funny. I mean, Young Frankenstein to me is just it's one of the best Mel Brooks movies because he co-wrote it. He wrote it first. Mel Brooks took it. Then he, um, Mel, you know, then they did a rewrite together. And then the famous story is Mel Brooks says, "Hey, you know that putting on the Ritz part? We don't need it." And he said, what are you talking about? And he goes, this is how you find out that the monster can talk and do more. Uh, there's a famous scene where he sings putting on the Ritz in a tuxedo, the Frankenstein's monster. 
And Mel Brooks says, no, we don't need it. And he fought and he passionately fought. And then Mel Brooks goes, all right. And he's like, why did you do that? He goes, listen, I was on the fence about it. And I want to see if you had a passion for it and you had a good reason for it. And you showed me you did. And he kept it. But to me, the genius is that he yells so much of that movie. He yells so much. But it's all justified. It makes sense. And my favorite line that they that I still say whenever I'm with family and they bring it up, they say, you haven't touched your food. And he goes, there, I've touched it. <laughs> he puts his hands all over. I feel like you could play a lot of the roles that Oof. he played. Uh, I mean, yeah, thank you. Is that but but I, I'm ch- after what I said or after no, 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 Sean after said? He was a little late on that. A little late on that. I waited whether or not. He was giddy. You could play a ton giddy. of his roles. Yeah. But I'm ch- yeah. No, <laughs> I would. Oh, I might have been accidentally. Uh, but it, but it from, would be yeah. because he's such a good actor. And then the stuff he did with Richard Pryor. Yeah, and just, I could he's see just, you. He's just fabulous. So I think that's who it would be. Now getting into some more acting questions, as this is an acting show, Acting Class Weekly with Sean mm-hmm, Whalen. Mm-hmm. I love this one, and I wonder if you're going to be able to pinpoint. Okay. So Ian Best says, how have you been able to achieve longevity in such a tough line of work? Well, I feel like I answered that at the beginning. I never, like Danny, like I used to think, oh, I want to hustle like Danny, but I guess I kind of always did. In Franzese. a way, Francesi, the Danny, again, I've said it a million times. Mindy Sterling episode, Danny Francesi episode, amazing. But I think it was because I always panned out. I didn't settle. So I am doing looping, which is post-production ADR work for Nanachka Khan, who created the show Fresh Off the Boat. The reason I got that job was because a friend of mine's wife was doing writing for her she knew i did comedy writing knew i was funny and pitched me for that show so i did writing i've written several scripts i've directed i started teaching i when i found out there were conventions i went out to conventions when you're out at conventions you meet people those people are filmmakers so i've done work from those conventions with my friend felissa who i met at a convention and now we're working together so it's it sounds like diversifying has been really important diversify- in your career, listen Sean. diversifying and being easy to work with and uh always looking for the next opportunity so next week excuse me next week <laughs> did you hear that i did i hate that that's there's a mic there because well, you can't do the sneak well you could you have can't you could have been i could like, have just done no no when i do something like that if there's what a little mm, then i go <clears throat> uh, you just make it bigger see new mentor yeah, new, right there yeah. new and mentor. then you say excuse me for that cough wow it came mentor out of 2019 right it's much worse yeah. i feel something that now everyone's like he's only he's only 55 he sounds like he's 75 so no, no. uh yeah that i think that's really it is diversifying and so next week i have lunch um no an afternoon coffee with peter lenkoff who is the head of magnum pi who is the head of Hawaii Five O? And have you been and, on uh, Magnum? Because remember, I was on I Magnum, you... and then I wrote him an email. Oh, I thought you were on Thank... Hawaii. You were on Magnum. I was on Magnum PI. And you haven't been on Hawaii. Five no. Five. Okay. Right, and right, right. I emailed him and said thank you, and he said, "Oh, it's been a long time," because he pulled me from remembering working with me on La Femme Nikita and jury duty, and I said. Would love to catch up with you. Doesn't mean he's going to, but he said no. I would love to. Oh, actually, he said sure. Have my staff. My staff will reach out. They didn't. So then I did a follow up. I remember talking about it to you about it, and I said, "Hey, listen, if you can't get together, that's fine. Or I'd love to just chat with you in five minutes on the phone. But if you're busy, I totally get it. 
I don't want to pressure you, but I just want to thank you again for the opportunity. He said immediately. He's like, no, 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 I want to hang up. So we, you know, take some, he's a very busy man. It's really hard to schedule. It gets moved and pushed. But now we're meeting next week. And I think it's that. It's taking an opportunity and seeing what more you can get from it by being friendly and useful. And, you know, these days there's not as much of humility to to ask for work or just say, hey, I'd love to do some work. I reached out to some friends that I hadn't talked to in 10 years who put me on Lost to see if I could loop on their show. And Sometimes they it's said, about sure. reminding them. Just reminding them. Listen, they're I'm, so I'm here, busy. Still. I'm here. And that's what you said to me. You said, just remind me that, you know. Yeah, when we were trying to put together yeah. the show. And yeah, I and was it like, took a while. In, stay it took in a my while. Yeah, just sphere. stay in my sphere. And so uh, I think that's it. It's it's diversifying, uh, being pleasant to work with when you're there, and then also seeking out more opportunities when they present themselves. I love that. Next question, because we don't talk about it enough on this show, I feel like, about the acting um, part of you that decided to become a teacher and, and explain okay. it that way. So this is coming from Dean Window. He says... As a teacher, what do you feel was your greatest ever achievement with a student? Well, I know it's hard, um, probably hard to it's, narrow. It's down. very hard because there's so many people that I really have worked with and care about a lot. Um, but one in particular was this last weekend. I went to a high school to see a show called The Interference. It's a very heavy play about sexual assault on a college campus. Because were um, you an acting coach to one of the people I in it? I was an acting coach to uh, Ella Berry, who is now 14, playing a college freshman. She was one of the only freshmen. In, she's one of the only freshmen ever cast at this performing arts high school as a lead. And I started working with her when she was eight years old. And we've was gone she through. Your... She was in the play too. Oh, yeah. She she's played the daughter. She's great. She's so good. Um, she got so close to being one of the people on the BFG, Steven Spielberg's movie. They had two English women, uh, two English girls, and one American girl. She was the American girl. So they she was went very English. close to. Yeah, they uh, very close to the girl on it. Uh, the the one the main girl on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's been very very close, and she's just been doing so well. So to me, because I've been with her for so long and see her grow, and and I put her in my play as Roxy Saw, she's one of my proudest accomplishments. Really she's cool. really really great, and her name is Ella Berry. How was she in the role? She was fantastic. It's great. And it was funny because a lot of people, a lot of the parents, recognized me from stuff, and then the kids were like, "Wait, wait, who?" And then they go, "Yeah," and Ella was like, "Yeah, he's my he's my acting coach," and they're like. What? That's amazing. <laughs> so it was very cool. It was very so cool. it's almost like this person moonlit as me because this is the question that I want to ask you. Okay. But Amberly Smith, aka Roxy Stryer, uh, <laughs> says, "I know Amberly. What was it like to work on Never Been Kissed? It uh, was great. Now we did talk about that a little a li- bit. A little bit. A little bit. You but, told us one a yeah, bit of the, a story. The, yeah. The, but I think the main thing was it was a blast because of uh, Drew, who was amazing." And supportive, Nancy Javonin, who was a, her producing partner, and Sandy Isaac, who I'm still really good friends with. We meet every six months for lunch. Um, they loved what I kept bringing and kept bringing me uh, into things. And so the famous bar scene where Josie Grossi makes a big fool of herself on stage, they I was not in the scene. And they brought me in and they said, go for it. And they put a camera on me. And they sat me on the bar stools 
and I sat. They put two guys there. They could these are your underlings or coworkers, and go for it. And I just improvised stuff. I was like, you know, you got to keep your eye on them. And then you know, and then when she starts dancing, I get horrified and I go. That's my boss, you know, but all stuff that was totally improvised. Is it more pressure on you, Sean, because you weren't initially supposed to be in it? Or is that less pressure? Because no, they were lifting me up. And and so and another thing that I, I knew, I just knew my value and my worth. It's like I felt like I was giving it and they were receiving it and praising it. Mm-hmm. So when she had to be stoned, they, she was having a hard time laughing, uh, just being silly and laughing. And she, I was in my trailer and they knock on the door and they go, we need you on set. And I said, I'm not in the, I'm not in a scene for like several hours. And they go, no, no, no. Drew needs you. And they put me behind laugh. the camera to make her laugh. And I was just making crazy faces and stuff like that and dancing around and being a total wow. goofball. That's like being her acting coach almost. Yeah. You're, it was, I never, that's so cool. Wow. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, I, I, I helped her laugh on stage. So it was pure joy i took a risk and wrote some funny lines which they loved and appreciated and then it expanded and expanded and expanded so you can't ask for anything more than that and then of course you think this could get edited out but it didn't but it didn't but it didn't so why even go there with your mind yeah i mean yeah i mean you can't control it but it was all in there and uh it, it was fantastic great question from thomas megan in here what role would you like to have gotten but didn't get? Now, I'm sure a ton of them, but yes. which, what is the number one that you were up for that you didn't ultimately get? There's a part in Galaxy Quest about that movie. the guy who, and I was one of the final, well, there's a, I just, so funny, uh, two, I guess. This is one of them, the guy in Galaxy Quest who, is, you know, dies uh, as kind of the martyr at the end mm-hmm. to Alan Rickman and says, you know, by the power of his hammer or whatever. And he's tearing up as he's dying because he dies for him. It was such a fun role. It was heartfelt. It was wonderful. That is one that Were you I close didn't to getting get. It? Yeah, I was close to getting it and I didn't get it. And I was really bummed. And then when I saw the movie, it was everything I hoped for and more. It was such a great script and it was really great. The movie's was, so good. Uh, that was a hard one to lose. But I like uh, Spaceballs better, so ha. Ha. And then I got written out of a part in Men in Black where I played Tommy Lee Jones' assistant. I got the part, actually, but then they wrote it out. That I would have done for free. But you filmed it? Was it? The great, nope. Oh, so they wrote no. it out before. They you... wrote it out before they even started shooting. So that was really tough. But I think one of the toughest ones, speaking to Jenna Fisher, was I was supposedly very close to play Dwight on the office because I looked like the guy that was that did it in England, Ricky Gervais's show. Um, and I think that's honestly why they didn't go my way. Plus, you know, I say that I go, well, I look like him and they didn't want to go that way. I think that I said that mentally, but here's the facts. Rain Wilson was very hot. He was just coming off of six feet under where he had an amazing story arc and he had heat and I was, and so I can't, and, you know, he's phenomenal. I take nothing away from him. But you, the timing of heat is everything. And I know because I had it. I had it after the milk commercial for three years. Like, anything I wanted, I got. And I've had it. And so I've, I can't say, I look back and go, oh, I just wish I reached a certain level. I reached that level where, like, I, I was, people loved me and I was doing anything because of the milk commercial. So... That was a tough one to lose because I loved lo- I loved the show so much that I hated the idea that they were doing. So you were American able to watch office. it after though. 
if the first few of it, it was really tough. Yeah. It took me like a year to get into it and realize I, cause I hated Steve Corral and I, cause I loved the British show. I just loved it. So, so I loved Ricky Gervais so much, but it took me a while and then it totally won me over. Okay. The first season of the American office is kind of bumpy anyway. Yeah. yeah great. It absolutely is. Yes. A uh, question from a short and sweet question from Rob Hensley. Yes. Any regrets? Any regrets? Um, I guess it's it's. I, I would say a regret that I don't know is a regret. I always wanted to do comedy. I've, I think I've made it clear here in a couple episodes that I, I was here to do comedy. It was my lane, and I wish I could have explored it more. And when I was up for getting in the main company of Groundlings for the second time, the first time I didn't get in, but the second time I um, – and I talked about it last week with Mindy calling me crying and, you know. But I – thought you know what i need to go do dramatic acting and learn how to do that and i left and i kind of regret i wonder if i would have stayed and i got in the main company at groundlings maybe i would have gone to saturday night live or maybe i would have gone on mad tv or maybe you know so do you call that a regret or do you just i know I, it's, it's, I think it's a more of a wonder Curious. but it's my only main really my main regret do you know what i mean um and the only other one which i never knew i would speak of on the show uh i was fred savage and i became really good friends um right before he started directing he directed my one-man show and he had to miss miss some shows and i handled it so poorly and i pissed him off and he was trying so hard he felt so bad but i was Can you really talk about what happened a little he just he just had to, you know directors don't come to every single show but i was like this is my show how dare you my you know ex-wife even says at this point like we were kind of a-holes and we were just like, how dare you? And then we went to some after party at a bar and I wouldn't even look at him or talk to him. I was so mad. And then, you know, he just kind of dropped me and I was like, eh, it's all good. We were just mad for a little while. And I think he was like, you know what? That was really hurtful. And I really regret how I treated him. It was so unfair. It was so egotistical. And the fact was he was on a series at the time and he was directing my one man show and he was 21. So he's a 21 year old man. And he's working on the series. So Have if he misses an episode, we ran into each other a couple times on a couple episodes that he directed, but it was always very surface. And I just, you know, he's directing, so I can never have that opportunity to go, hey, man, can I? But I told mutual friends, I just said, can you please? I've written an email to a friend to say, if you ever see him, could you give him? Just, I just feel horrible. Do you I think he's gotten the message? I don't know. I don't know. But I just feel like. Oof, I feel so badly because he was so kind to me and so good to me. And I was so egotistical and lame at that point in my life. So that's a, that's a, it's so weird. I never thought I would talk about that. But it's good that you did. But I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. So one of these days, my dream would be to have him on the show and tell him that myself. That kind of leads into this next one um, about regrets and, and whatnot for us. Pruitt says, what advice would Sean Whalen 2019 give to Sean Whalen 1980s about the road traveled and the one ahead? I think it, I would say because the one that the one that when I came out, like it was going easy for me in high school, then it went easy for me in college, then it went easy for me, so good in college that I backed out, you know, it was too much too fast, then it went really easy for me in Groundlings. And even though I I could have fought to get in the main company, or who knows if I would have gotten in, I can't, you know, my growling friends who are listening to this and go, no, you're never going to get in. Who knows? But uh, 
then I did really well in my drama class. I didn't do as well, but but I started working. I was one of my first friends of all my friends to start working and quit waiting tables and making money and doing commercials and you know doing all that stuff. So when it was going easy in school and you know everything was working out, I didn't find out till much later in my life. You know, when I was in 2001, when things started to change for me, the 90s were all really good for me. I think it's that it's an, there are ups and downs. And I thought it was have guests, you know, commercials for a while, guest stars for a while, recurrings for a while, series regular, series regular, series regular, retire. And I honestly thought that's just the way it was going to go. And I think it's that, you know, it didn't go the way I thought. So the advice is kind of be more real. Be, be ready, be more flexible and be ready that uh, it's not going to, I, one of the regrets, you know, is appreciate it while it's there because it was so easy. Sometimes I didn't, when they call, I remember going, yeah, there's a movie Twister. It's an audition. Cool. All right. Cool. Steven Spielberg movie. All right. And I was kind of like, I don't think I was cocky, but I wasn't surprised or like, oh my God, you know, I thought, yeah, this is the way it's going to go. This is the way it should go. You know what I mean? And so I think that's the heartfelt thing is appreciate it more when you have it and have more faith when you don't. Hmm. I kind of love that. Do you feel like, Sean, it's like maintaining a sense of wonder as you go through the process kind of? Yeah, but it's also knowing that it's, you know, wonder about that, but you have to, gosh, you need to, I worked with Terry Crews, who's, if anyone ever has ever worked with him, you know, phenomenal human being. The, and he was – we were sitting there talking when I was doing Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and it's just a feeling – I guess this is it, Mr. Fontabulous, is just how blessed we are, how lucky and blessed we are to be doing this. And me just standing there and talk to Terry Crews, and hey, you knew my work, and he goes, I'm so blessed to meet you. And I mean – and we were just like, wow, this is great. We get to do this, and we're appreciated. We're, we're so, so lucky. And then when you don't, you just figure out different ways to appreciate – or use that I did have that stuff in the 90s and I exploited that and used that to do stuff now. You know, I wouldn't have this podcast if I didn't know how to work what I did in the 90s. I have a question here from Richard Tanner. You've had an interesting career from the lead in horror films to being a character actor in big budget Hollywood films. Do you prefer roles like Roach and People Under the Stairs or The Heckler and that thing you do? Um, I love anything that's memorable that's interesting and memorable i worked in i was in halloween 2 with rob zombie people wouldn't remember me at all because i was pretty benign i helped scout taylor compton off the road and then michael moore throws me through a car window but he killed a lot more people so it's not about not the michael moore. The... wait is that right is that his name Who's the who's the scary person in Halloween? Myers, Mike Michael Myers. Myers, Michael Moore. Can okay. you imagine the you documentary the film? The documentary filmmaker just comes out of nowhere Mike and Myers, throws me through yeah. it. Michael Moore. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I think just memorable. I would like I like memorable because, like Magnum PI, and I told that story. The bigger part I was supposed to get uh just wasn't as memorable as my two small scenes where i get to play the bad guy so uh it was doesn't matter the size of the film it's doesn't about matter the, the size it's memorable i like to be memorable and remembered this is a question i feel like you get all the time now you're gonna laugh at me for even asking it okay. but i i think people probably ask you this constantly dan die says how can i be you 
without taking your skin. Like, nah, how can I get an agent, get gigs like you did? So how do you tell people if they want your career, what what do they do? Well, here's the really bad news. Um, not really bad news, but the realistic news. You know, if I was a silent film star, you wouldn't ask me this question. Right. I truly believe... That's how much it's changed. That's how much it's changed. I really do believe that because that's why if Jenna Fisher ever gets on the show, I want to say, you know, she said, I don't know anyone who Taft Hartley, we all got our side cards through being extras or other means. I got mine Taft Hartley and all my friends got mine Taft Hartley, meaning we all got commercials and they said, yeah, okay, now I can join the union. So that's how much it's changed. So to be, have what I had, you'd have to go back in time, if that's the real question, because you'd have to go back in the 90s when there was more opportunities. Hollywood was run by itself, not by corporations. There weren't bottom lines from, you know, Seagram's and, and Universal and things like that. Uh, so there was more freedom. You were a craft craftsman. You, get, you got quoted up how much work you did. And you made more money. So for me, I think the only thing I would say is, to be me, know who you are, have fun with being who you are and sell that without question. Uh, pick your lane, have fun in that lane. If it's drama, drama or comedy, whatever your look is, whatever your character is, just own it and play with it and have fun with it. That's what I did. And again, this was all out of ignorance. I didn't know I was doing it, but you're asking me. Yeah. Um, and then always try to uh, have relationships with people. Meet people and be nice about them. We're going to do an episode on this. I finally decided. Make it about other people. Talk to them about themselves and who they are and show interest in other people. And I'm telling you, you will reap so many rewards. So that would be my answer. Own who you are. Have fun with who you are and appreciate everybody you meet. We only have time for one last question. Got so it. I'm going to end with kind of a... A big one here. All right. All right. Because of everything you've gone through, all the 30 years, but really 50 years. And Mariko Salazar says, is it worth it? I would say yes. Because, again, I've, and I've talked about this on our Attitude episode, which is why do you do this? This has nothing to do with the business. I love meeting new people. And I love having things different in my life all the time. It does get crazy sometimes. I wish for some sort of stability, but for the majority of the time, I love it. And I really do love being creative. I love it. I love being creative. I love coming up with ideas. I love sitting down in Katie's car today and not knowing at all what's going to happen when we drive to the KFC and do this little web show, like not knowing anything and just having it happen and having fun and trusting yourself. So I would absolutely say, yes, it was totally, totally worth it. And plus, we have some of the best insurance in the world. <laughs> Great. So, uh Thank you so much. They were so good. I can't even explain, Sean. We're going to have to do 20 more of these. Yeah, we'll have to do there, another thing. This was like Sophie's choice. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of good every questions. question was better than the next. Um, yeah. Other than Bradley, who wanted to know who shot Alexander Hamilton. So, you know. Aaron there. <laughs> I never do that. So that's a gift for you on my anniversary. <laughs> I never do that. Sorry, Jeff. I snuck in that one more question. <laughs> All right. So as always... Thank you for letting me be part of your journey for 30 years. I plan to be around for 30 more. Where can we find you, Roxy? Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Mr. Fantabulous? 
everywhere at Jeffrey C. Graham, unless it's Instagram, which is Jeffrey Crane Graham, so not everywhere at that handle. I'm at <laughs> that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter, and Sean Whalen Peeps on Facebook. Thank you for the funnest 30 years of my life. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 